Jack and Josh made it out of murder mystery with their lives, but will they survive their encounter with the wrong Missy? This is Truly Happily Madison, and, um, hit that thing. Josh Papnine. We're doing a slow intro, Jack Gregson. <laughs> yeah, you know, sometimes it's nice to take things back, slow it down, take it easy. We've done like a vibe one before, right? What was it? Uh, Truly Happily Madison After Dark? Truly Happily nights. Madison Late? Night, nights. nights. I like Lates, actually. <laughs> lates, also good. After Dark, also good. Last Orders, also good. Uh, time Gentlemen, please. 2AM Squad. <laughs> time Gentlemen, yeah, also good. Do you remember that show? No. Time Gentleman, please, starring no. Al, it was Al Murray's sitcom. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> that was good. How are you, sir? Yeah, like, I'm alright. Is there anything going on? No. Oh, I got a bit worried earlier. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Do you want a fresh anxiety? Got a bit worried, because I saw that news yesterday about, you know, have to update. If you've got an iPhone, you've got to update your iPhone, because of the hacking. And then this morning I woke I've up. I've not and, heard this news. Oh yeah, update, <laughs> listeners! If you haven't already, update your iPhone software. You go. Oh. There's huge holes. There's huge holes in the security. There's one place. It's it's hacking. Is that everyone. why all my emails are being read before I get to them? Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, that's me. But uh, yeah, I woke up. And then I got a little notification on my Chrome being like, this extension that you've had installed is bad and is being deleted. And I was like, I don't remember installing an extension. Oh. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> compromised. That's the, that's the end of it. Uncompromised. Yeah, that's the end of it. I deleted it. Uh, but you've not compromised your values. <laughs> I haven't compromised Which I think is the important part. Yeah, true. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm a little sad. <laughs> Why are you sad, baby? I'm a little sad, Josh. Um, well, as uh, listeners of this probably already know, um, oh, this yeah. week we... Oh, don't laugh. <laughs> I just completely forgot. Uh, when you ago, said it's, it's... the news yesterday, I was like, oh, Josh is going to do this bit, but no, I'll do it. No. Yes, um, uh, the, the news yesterday, unfortunately, uh, a happy Madison stalwart uh, Norm MacDonald passed away. Yeah. Um, very uh yeah um as listeners to the show may know i thought norm was one of the great comedy talents and uh he he will be missed but of course um we're here this week to to keep on chatting about happy madison yeah, come on. Because, you gotta because... be more enthusiastic i know it's a sad time but we're here to talk about well, happy well, madison hold on i'm getting to it Oh, okay. Because each week, your hosts Jack Gregson and Josh Pappenheim discuss the entire filmography of Happy Madison Productions from 1999 to current day. Oh. But, Josh... <gasps> Hello, we're not, Jack. We're not alone. We're not alone? We're not alone. You're being very singy tonight. 
I did take a musical improv class yesterday. Oh, well, it's paying off. <laughs> yes, we're not alone. We've got a guest. <gasps> a guest. A guest uh, all, all, we, we're very excited to introduce. Writer, podcaster, internet personality. It's only the bloody co-host of W-Rated, Daisy Edwards. Hello. What an intro. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's been so difficult to hold and stifle my giggles for the whole of that intro. I wish you hadn't. We love her. We love um, a I laugh just thought I better, I better... Yeah, maybe I could have been your designated laugh track. I think that would work really well. But thank you for having <laughs> me. I'm so excited to be on the podcast. Uh, you, thank you, you for could... coming. You're, you're, you're welcome here. Everyone is welcome if they want to talk <laughs> um, movies of uh, oh, and we do. quality. Oh, and we do. I know all about movies of a certain value. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You you have covered a, a Happy Madison production on W oh, yeah. rated already, and you've got several more, I believe. Um, in uh, oh, I'm sure. In the run, I'm very sure. I'm, <laughs> I'm very pretty. Sure. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you guys have got um, Master of Disguise coming your way. Oh shit. But I'll say this, the worst films we've covered do not... Daisy's podcast, W Rated, if you don't know, they cover the uh, IMDb Bottom 100, uh, every film that's on there. But um, I'd say the worst films we covered aren't actually on that list. So, you know Mm. what? I'd say you guys are lucky. (laughs) (laughs) And I wonder if it's just because it's like there's some disconnect between what people are voting for the bad the bad ones or they're just not seen enough to be because mm. you have to have got a certain amount of votes to be on the IMD bottom 100 so I think there's I know. think the disconnect is what like me and Josh absolutely hate Joe Dirt and Joe Dirt too yeah. I don't I think some people like Joe Dirt in America as uh, we had someone email in last week to tell us they did yeah um, and then uh Nobody's seen Joe Dirt 2. That's not a movie that exists. Mm, it does sound no. made up. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fever dream. Uh, <laughs> but, Daisy, before we jump into things on, on this mm-hmm. week's show, why not give us a little bit of your history with uh, Adam Sandler and the whole Happy Madison oeuvre as a whole? I'm not going to lie. Um, it's still pretty new to me. I have delved into a few over the over the past, well, just just over generally as they sort of come out. Like my favorite Adam Sandler's probably Click, and I remember actually going to see it in the cinema, um, and that stuck with me um, as one of my favorites. I tend to categorize the specifically Adam Sandler films anyway. The ones that I like are ones when he's not doing that voice. Do you even know the voice that I mean, right? What's I don't that need to voice? specify. What's that voice? Please, please don't make me do it. I, won't, <laughs> I can't and I won't. Um, and I think that's, that's how I no can voice. differentiate whether I'm going to enjoy his presence in a film or not. Mm-hmm. Um, Is this true? I do remember you messaging me telling me that you didn't enjoy Hubie Halloween. No, I didn't. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, it's just the voice. I mean, that like, is a I'm voice sorry, movie. can't get past it i'm sitting there and everything that i'm watching i'm like but why but why but why the voice but everything it's like you know when someone's trying you know the memes where someone's like got all the equations in front of them they're like trying to work out why this is (laughs) happening you're like i still can't make it make sense Um, 
but you know I really love 50 first dates there's just a few that I if I've seen them I think I really like I think the ones that I don't think I would like I haven't seen if that makes sense I think I've kind of been selective Mm. with the ones I feel like I'm gonna vibe with um but I watched um a film we're gonna discuss actually last year because it was so popular on IMDb I thought I'd give it a go um so maybe it's worth branching out just to see what else is out there maybe not based on this experience (laughs) (laughs) i'll say this i think my favorite song the movies the ones where he does the voice oh god well at least it's someone's you're the reason why it's still happening example that's my boy is a good voice movie yeah i get yeah and uh hubie obviously hubie is a masterpiece yes um he does a voice in You Don't Mess With the Zohan, which I always enjoy. Mm. It's a voice, but not the voice. Not the it's voice, it's a voice. <laughs> and uh, just him in uh, Funny People going, Oh, the roast beef! <laughs> yeah, that's true, it's pretty wonderful. <laughs> but along with that, then you have to deal with Jack and Jill, you have to deal with Sandy Wexler. Yeah, I don't like those those voices. <laughs> yeah, I've personally had to deal with Jack and Jill for for our mm. podcast. So uh, I've seen Jack and Jill twice now. I don't know how this has happened in my life. The voice didn't get in the way for me for that. It was just many other things. Um, mm. so. <laughs> yeah, it's probably the least concern in that film, to be honest. Yeah, for sure, definitely. I will say, like, like I'd probably like that film even less if he wasn't doing the voice. Yeah, it wouldn't <laughs> work. Well, the voice just is. His silly voice does endear me to it. Is he doing a voice in the week of? Um, like maybe a more like subdued yeah. voice. Yeah. There's a scale. There's a scale. There's a scale. <laughs> he's, he's a man of like seven voices. <laughs> yeah. They all sound annoying. <laughs> all varying levels. But of course, we're not talking about an Adam Sandler movie this week. No. Well, he's, he's not even a he's not even a producer on this one is he not he's Interesting. not oh, it's uh it's uh we're strictly in covert territory here my friend uh, covert Alan. ops exactly oh, that's what his production company should have been called it should have been called covert ops yeah like a subsidiary of happy madison yeah but oh. you know he's a moron so he didn't think about it <laughs> But it's taken 30 seconds. Didn't even take me that. Come on, Alan. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, he's he is terrible. But we're here to talk about the wrong Missy. The wrong Missy. It's not the right Missy. That would be a very different film. Mm. Uh, Josh, for this motion picture, yes. do you have an IMDB plot synopsis? I do. I do. Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> Tim thinks he's invited the woman of his dreams on a work retreat. Retreat. Fuck. <laughs> I can't say. All right, here we go. Tim thinks he's invited the woman of his dreams on a work retreat to Hawaii. Realizing too late, he mistakenly texted someone from a nightmare blind date. Written by no one. I'm assuming that's the Netflix boy, right? Well, Netflix <laughs> usually are loud and proud about. Uh, yeah. Their, um, maybe, maybe they didn't want to claim this one. There is a synopsis. <laughs> it looks like we don't have a synopsis for this title yet. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> if you ask me, spot on. Perfect. 
Uh, Things I said about myself. <laughs> would we like? Would we like some stats? Oh yes, please, Daddy. All right. So this is directed by Tyler Spindell. It's his uh, is his return to uh, the Happy Madison verse after directing Father of the Year. Father of the Year. That was it. Yes. Yes. Um, so Covert really likes him. I think Covert is just like Sandler's like I don't want to deal with the Spade <laughs> movies anymore. Yeah. I took a bath on Joe Dirt. I'm not taking another one. Yeah, you, Cover, you handle this. Okay, makes sense. And of course, this is starring David Spade, Woo. Lauren Lapkus, Woo. Nick Swardson. Mm. <laughs> Making it in to uh, the top five this week, Jackie Sandler. Woo. And, and bizarrely, Sarah Chalk. Woo. This came out on the 13th of May, 2020. Lockdown movie. Lockdown movie. It's a, we're, we're here, we're in lockdown. Shit. Uh, where were you guys <laughs> on the 13th of May, 2020? I was sitting in my parents' house. Uh, I'm going to guess me too, because yeah. I wouldn't have been anywhere else. <laughs> I was sitting in a house. <laughs> As this is a Netflix movie, we do not have a budget, we do not have box office, but mm. if you did uh, risk your lives and go out to cinemas that weekend... <laughs> Shit, I didn't even think about this. ...in the US, you could have seen, at number one in the US box office, The Wretched. What's the that? The Wretched. <laughs> Um, okay. The Wretched has uh, got one of my favourite IMDb trivias for just for saying um, this film was able to reach the top of the US box office set for several weeks due to not many <laughs> films being released during oh, the God. COVID pandemic. Oh no, what a claim to fame. <laughs> Who's in it? Uh, nobody really. It's a horror movie. It's about an evil witch who's posing as a young girl. Oh good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, number two at the box office, this is the only film I'd heard of in this box office, is How to Build a Girl. Oh. This is the oh. Beanie Feldstein, but I'm British movie. Yes, yes. <laughs> Wasn't that an Amazon exclusive here? I believe it was. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> um, the next two movies I've been able to find very little information <laughs> on. They don't even have IMDb pages. No. Oh um, my god. <laughs> Uh, number three, it is a documentary called Circles. Okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> not uh, even crop circles, just circles. Yeah, just circles. Any, all kinds, not discriminating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, at number four, a film that I thought was a documentary from the title, but I think it's actually just weirdly titled. I think it's just called Strike, but um, Box Office Mojo had it down as Strike 2019, and I was like, oh, it's going to be a documentary about like people going on strike in 2019. But no. <laughs> and actually, I want to see if I can get the plot description up for this, because it was... Um, weird. <laughs> I can't find anything. Oh. Is there um, this one with Ken Stott in it? What, Strike? Is it the one Is about it... the mole? Yeah. <laughs> no, Ken uh, a young mole must try to achieve his impossible dream of being a footballer in order to save his hometown gold mine from a greedy supervillain known only as the boss. Oh my god, this looks good. <laughs> I like that it's called Strike 2019 and it came out in 2018. 
<laughs> and then didn't actually play anywhere until 2020. <laughs> was able to sneak into the US box office top five. Uh, that's been in the box office for eight weeks. <laughs> um, what? Uh, <laughs> that's crazy. And then at number five, this one. I was able to find stuff about this one, and I still don't know if I can fully describe what it is. Okay. Uh, the film is called First Lady. It's been in the box office for 14 weeks. Fuck. Okay. Um, it's got a subtitle of A Modern Fairy Tale. Mm. So IMDb describes it as um, Catherine Morales, a woman not married to the president, runs for first lady but she winds up getting a better pro- proposal than she ever expected first lady is a classic romantic comedy with the backdrop of presidential politics and royal charm uh, okay so it's like a hallmark movie that's in cinemas kind of it stars someone called nancy stafford and a former la law and psych star corbin bernson Mm. Um, I watched the trailer for it. Yeah, um, it's one of these trailers that seems to have been, and this is coming as from someone who cuts trailers for mm. and promos for a living. This is a trailer that was uh, put together by a moron. <laughs> yes. um, is that the professional term, I believe so. Uh, it is just sort of like sound bites from the movie with like plink plonk music underneath, <laughs> with no actual element of plot. <laughs> my favorite part of it was it just ends on a guy just saying well i don't think any of us expected that to happen and then oh, someone falling that. on a bed going yeah 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 and i was just like Can't what don't you uh, the I first watch la- this film first though. lady is available <laughs> on prime at the moment so. wonderful Shit. okay good say no more that's tomorrow sorted uh yeah. and uh this had a rotten tomato score of 33% which is exactly 11% less than uh, Murder Mystery had last week. Mm. Still more than the Flintstone, original Flintstones. That's kind of the benchmark that we have on our pod now, um, because <laughs> Claire was absolutely outraged that the Flintstones in Viva Rock Vegas had a higher audience score on Rotten Tomatoes than, uh, than the original. So now every time we compare, she's forever upset because audiences generally rate it higher than the Flintstones. My God. So uh, I get it. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm a, I'm a fan of the Flintstones. 1994. It's the first movie I remember seeing in the cinemas. Aww. <laughs> That's very um, cool. Apparently, no one else likes it because they score everything else higher. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the world. <laughs> yeah, wrong, um, wrong opinions all around. That is the world. Yeah, <laughs> that is the world. Um, and that's it. So. Daisy, as you are our guest, mm-hmm. feel free, kick us off. You've seen this movie twice now. Yep. What do you love about <laughs> the wrong Missy oh, that keeps love. you coming oh. back? I, I, I didn't realise we were just... I didn't prepare for love. <laughs> this is Nobody this. prepared. We've never done this. <laughs> um, I think so, this is the first time we've had a guest who's seen a film multiple times. Yeah, that's I, can't, I can't say that I came back to it for love um i came back for a refresher because i'd watched it last year as i say in the pandemic 
because it was number one on IMDb and I was having, I was doing my weekly, my Friday nights were, what's everyone else watching? I'm going to watch it too and be part of the conversation as my little lockdown (laughs) hobby. And um, funnily enough, we actually discussed it on the podcast um, later in the year because, oh sorry, earlier this year, because it was nominated for a few Razzies and we did a Razzie Mm. special episode. So there has been several touch points for the wrong Missy for me over the last year (laughs) and a half. (laughs) Um, yeah, I can't say love is anywhere involved in the experience, <laughs> though, I'm afraid. I think that's fair. I, I mean, I, I would probably you, say the you same. <laughs> yeah. Josh, Josh, do you have love for this movie? I, I mean, I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed had a this feeling movie. this would happen. <laughs> I had a good time. And I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it out there. I think this is the best rom-com Happy Son has ever made. Happy Madison. Happy Madison. Happy yeah, not, 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 not in all film. This is the best standalone like rom-com. Interesting. I will say that it is probably the best of hitting the beats of a standard rom-com. Mm. It is essentially like kind of a loose remake of Along Came Polly. Oh, I haven't seen that. Which is a movie I (laughs) don't really care for to begin with. Is that? Um, No. Not Come Hair. That's different. (laughs) There's something about Mary. Uh, Oh, there's something about Mary. It's good. It probably doesn't live up to like modern standards, but it is good. Doesn't live up to the wrong Missy. This film does not live up to uh, modern standards. Um, I don't know what you mean. We'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get to it twice, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start with just a, a positive for me. This is I wouldn't say I, this is yeah I, you're in the right ballpark, and this is probably the best rom com we've covered. I don't know if you'd say the House Bunny has rom com elements. No, um, <laughs> no, no, I, I wouldn't. And like, I, I, the I focus like... of the House Bunny, because that's the thing. I was th- like, I was thinking about this as I was getting ready to say that. I'm looking at my list of all the ones we've seen. Like all the other ones do, like they have rom com elements, but this is the the best one where like the romance is. It's the thing. Like, it's the thing they're focusing on. Uh, yeah, I get that. I, I like Fifty First Dates more than I like this movie. No, um, no, I know no. you're not a fan. No. Um, <laughs> I just saw this as a higher run to my score than a week of, and I'm very angry. That's <laughs> uh, yeah, I like, even the first Deuce Bigelow has rom-com elements that are probably better than this one. Um... <laughs> Mm. <laughs> that's sort of reaching I would say though it's probably the best David Spade starring film we've covered yeah hard agree because what like we've had the two Joe Dirt movies mm. Dickie Roberts former child star mm. uh, father uh, of the year father of the year yeah the do over yeah this is better than the do over yeah <laughs> um <laughs> This one, this film at least doesn't claim that it cures cancer. No, that's true. <laughs> In case you haven't seen the do-over, Daisy. I have not. 
Um, well, yeah, I did do the PR for it though. Did oh, you? Yeah. Watched it. Well, why didn't the PR the talk time, about the cancer cure? The thing, the thing about the thing about <laughs> Netflix at the time that I was PR, like, and also I was a baby PR at the time, so I didn't get to do anything mm-hmm. that fun. Is that they were starting to ramp up so much of the originals compared to when they started that they didn't actually mm. care about some, and they just didn't put any spend behind it. So it literally mm. just like press release and. And, you know, I have a feeling that that was one of them. But not we got lie, coverage because I put it in the tracker. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Somehow. They, 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 they put in slightly less effort into some of the originals they put out now. Because sometimes True. you'll just go on Netflix and you'll be like, this is out? This is yeah, a film? Right? <laughs> um, I, I do wonder if they have those meetings where they're like, They've just got the whiteboard up and they're like, okay, which gets a PR and which doesn't? And there's like five in the PR section and then like 105 in the not PR section. (laughs) Uh, um, This is sort of a mixed positive for me on this one. Mm. So Lauren Lapkus plays Missy. Yeah. And... To begin with, I liked that she was sort of going all out to play this comedy role. Mm-hmm. It sort of started to wear thin on me qu- quite quickly after she's reintroduced. And mm-hmm. then it's sort of built back up again. But also in the sense that the film tries to soften her at that point because they want you to like her because she is now the romantic lead of this film. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And that completely tracks my experience as well. Yeah. Where by the end I was like, she's great. <laughs> she's <laughs> she's incredible. I will yeah, say she's... on a rewatch, you appreciate her all the way through. Because I think you know, you, you know how it ends up, and you see, you've already seen that bit before, so you kind of like. Because I suppose when you're watching it for the first time, you're like, "Oh my god, this person is insane." Whereas yeah. the kind of thing, if you revisit it, you have seen the end, so you can kind of like factor that in when you're watching it from the beginning again. She's mm. absolutely insane, but <laughs> less scary like, because you know she's yeah, she's she's not gonna. But hurt does you, it? So. <laughs> does it really track? Is she like? Is she the same character at the beginning of the movie that she is at the end of the movie? Uh, I would say yes, okay. because I think. Like, most people, at the beginning of the film, like, she is very, like, she's real out there and she's very bravado. She's nervous. But But is she nervous when she gets to Hawaii? Yeah. Okay. But I I also think think as well, obviously, she, she says, and you're led to believe that his text saved her from jumping off of a bridge. I hate Uh, that. In a potential suicide attempt, which later transpired, that was not the case. Yeah. So it's sort of implied that maybe, well, she says you saved my life. So it's sort of implied that maybe she's like super high on the facts that like, oh my God, you know, he wanted to see me again. So like, she's kind of like riding that wave of like, mm. oh my God, I'm just going to be me and be out there and stuff. So maybe that was kind of like a bit of an interpretation as well. Mm. So, I don't know. I feel like that, that first scene when they get to Hawaii and she drinks every drink in sight. That's a nervous person. Okay. You know? Maybe. You're going well, way I, out I, there. I, I feel like I hang out with a lot of people who do that anyway. All right. <laughs> well, have you ever asked them how they're feeling? No, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, 
Yeah. So I Josh, mean, you had empathy for her. Jack did not. Cold dead eyes of a shark. I had empathy for her, but I also just wondered, like, is it sort of manipulative empathy, and the character doesn't really feel like who they set up at the beginning is who he ends up with at the end. Right. Because mm, mm, mm. I'm still not entirely sure I get what moment it is that Spade warms to her. Other it's... than her, like, hypnotising yeah. his boss. Yeah, <laughs> I, was say, I it's think when... that's pretty much after that, right? When they're having, like, the yeah. dinner outside and the the right Missy <laughs> texts him and then he puts the phone down because he's too busy having a good chat with her. But yeah, it all comes off of the fact that he she made his boss like him through pure manipulation. So it's a bit mm. like, oh, wait, so do you like her or <laughs> just like the fact she saved your ass? <laughs> yeah, she's demonstrated her value to him. Yeah. And also, oh, also he starts warming to her when he realises that she's not going to kill herself. That's another... Right. Like, That's a great uh, character trait oh. for him. It's so awful. That whole bit, I was just like, Jesus Christ, okay, this is, this is where they're going. It, it, for me, Jack, it was up there with the like, is this what the do-over's about? <laughs> yeah. Like, they're going to do the cure for cancer? This was like, are they really going to do that? Like, if he dumps her, she will kill herself. Like, this is, is terrible. But I was very happy. <laughs> it turns out that it's not that. It's not that. No, it yeah. just uses it for cheap humor. Just uses it for cheap humor and for an excuse for Nick Swardson to do a line just like, hey, don't get in the way of late nature. If she wants to do it, just let her do it. Icky. Do you remember that Nick Swardson was my MVP for the <laughs> just because he didn't do much in it? Yeah, I wish we had that for this one, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, oh, I'll say this: like, I do think, like, with many of these films, I think this is a good premise. Yeah. Um, like the idea of being on holiday with the wrong person. It's kind of like a nice sort of old-fashioned screwball premise. Mm. And you can see Jack Lemon in this sort of role, not as horrible as David Spade is. <laughs> no. It's Just a. Co- it, I wish it was a bit more like a comedy of manners. You know, instead of going to Hawaii, I wish they had to go to, like, a British estate. A stately home, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> like, this is, like, these films... Is this, like, our fifth film that goes to Hawaii? Yeah, so what have we got? We got this, we got Just Go With It. We got this, Just Go With It, 50 First Dates... Oh yeah, shit. Sure. Um, Grownups is that one? Grownups doesn't go to Hawaii. Is there anything else? I think that might be it, actually. I wonder I if it's all filmed enough. at the same resort and they get like a little. Is Strange Wilderness ever in Hawaii? Uh, no. <laughs> um, I'm just scrolling through. Deuce goes to Amsterdam. <laughs> um. One. I know that he goes. Sandler goes to Hawaii and Punch Drunk Love, but that's not a that's Madison film. I was also going to say I think this is the best. I was going to say I think this is the best holiday movie they've done as well. And then I forgot that Paul Blunt More Cop Two technically counts as a holiday movie, <laughs> and that's the number one film that we've covered. So 
It's the second. <laughs> it's the second best. I mean, technically, the week of is a holiday movie for Chris Rock. Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> he has to go to New. Is it New Jersey? Oh no, yeah. it's not. It's like Long Island. Long Island. That's right. Um, good holiday movie. Good holiday. <laughs> good good holiday movie. Um. Yeah, it's uh, it, 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 there is a love of Hawaii with this. I don't know. Is this is, does this really use the Hawaiian setting to its advantage? I guess there's the so we have the return of Rob Schneider, who I'm kind of shocked isn't playing his fifty first dates character in this. Right? Because it is the it same was. character. Yeah, it's the same fucking character, but he's not doing the voice or or the voice. The voice. <laughs> I don't like it when Rob Schneider does a voice. No. Oh, right, okay. I'm against that. Big time uh, against that, yeah. Hideous. Uh, did anyone else notice that the prosthetic on his hand was awful? No. No, I didn't. He's, he's missing, like, three fingers. Yeah. yeah. And it's clear that he's just, like, sort of balled them up. And he's just got this like really like big prosthetic on You're his right. hand. It wouldn't it wouldn't be that like Well it looks like he's yeah. holding a fist. He looks like he's yeah, doing the like rock hands. Yeah. And it's like sort of Now you say it, it makes a lot like, of sense. Like if you look at it, it's just it looks really cheap. <laughs> yeah, that is a very good point. I didn't even think about if you lost your fingers, you wouldn't just have a huge slab of hand. <laughs> but you know like <laughs> You never know, maybe he like It looks like he's holding a fist. It like, looks like they're pulled <laughs> up in his hand. They're just paper mache like it. He, he has no palm anymore. No. no. <laughs> just pure paper mache over the... <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's true. But then none of us have had our fingers bitten off by a shark, Jack. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know how that's going to go down. You know what? I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine what it's going to look like. Yeah. I think reconstructive surgery adds like a pound of flesh to your hand. <laughs> you know, this is the year. What is this, 2020? This is, yeah, 2020. Probably filmed 2019. It's around this time, 2019, you'll probably both remember, when the um, the thick hand trend really took off. <laughs> That's when I got so much action. Because I just got these meaty <laughs> yeah. palms. But they call it ham hand oh God. summer. Oh God, those <laughs> Shrek sausage fingers. You know, everyone's like, oh, let me see that hand. Don't thick. <laughs> this was the time. Shake that thick hand was like yeah. number one at the at the top of the charts. Get your oh thick God. hands up in the air, like you just don't thick care. <laughs> That's what happened. But, and there was going to be a whole subplot in this movie about that. Yeah, about Rob <laughs> Schneider going for it, but the trend ended so quickly that they cut it yeah. to stay current. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad we all remember. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that that's the only scene that I feel is like super Hawaii focused is the Rob Schneider boat scene with the sharks, which just made me think of Forty Seven Meters Down and what a movie that is, where Mandy Moore is in a shark cage. Oh, and, I uh, seen it. oh guys, you gotta watch Forty Seven Meters Down. It's like the fifth best shark movie. Oh shit. <laughs> I like Mandy Moore. <laughs> uh, one thing, good. one thing I noticed in this movie is uh, Jared Sandler, who mm. plays um, uh, 
the the boss, the big boss man. He plays his um he plays his assistant. I love that think- character. I just started thinking that he looks like a really shit Jesse Plemons now. <laughs> he started to put on weight, and you're just like, I wish Jesse Plemons was here. <laughs> he's big Don't at this we point. always feel like that? <laughs> I do. It's true. It's true. You say Jesse Plemons is too big at this point. Jesse Plemons will like take a big role, or he'll just take this casual supporting role in The Irishman to just hang out. Yeah, just but you know, there. that's different, isn't it? That's Scorsese. I guess so. Shit film, but you know, Scorsese. <gasps> but at this time, at this time, yeah, Plemons is doing like Fargo, right? I guess so. Maybe. Jared, Jared Sadler is is a guy though. He, he's I mean, playing he's got, Stuart. He... <laughs> You've got to, even though Sadler himself is not involved, the family's all here. <laughs> oh my god, right? To the point that I I was like, they can't, they can't have named Chris Titone's character Titone. They did. I just cannot believe this. Daisy, <laughs> Chris Titone is uh, Adam Sandler's brother-in-law. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. Jackie's brother I see or it's either yeah. brother or cousin something like that but just like so we really do have we're really building out the family tree here oh the family's all involved like Jackie Sandler has a very considerable role in this movie yeah like she is the mm-hmm. rival of David Spade in business and she's actually quite bad in this she's singing and dancing though I really, I liked her in it. I don't know. I don't know if it's because I knew who she was, and I was just like, "Good for her. You, you, you get involved too. Why not?" Yeah, yeah. Your husband goes on holes all the time. She's she's been okay in a few of the recent movies. I just thought she was just quite bland here Mm. in everything she had to do. Like, Mm. it's a fun role to be the um, to be the work rival. I think it's quite difficult though when I think all of the characters suffered a little bit of blandness because Missy was so up here. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's I don't point. know if it was on purpose that they were trying to play other people down, but there really wasn't much room left for anyone to be. <laughs> I don't know if I wanted her to be wild, but I just wanted her to be a little bit more malicious. Like in the fact that she is the Barracuda. Yeah, wanted, you didn't um... really see why she got that nickname other yeah. than being a ambitious woman in the workplace. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. but apparently that warrants that kind of nickname. So yeah, that's it. It's a very um, low bar. Josh, do you think in a different world this film could have uh, starred uh, Adam Sandler and uh, Rachel Dratch? Yes, <laughs> and I would like to see it. <laughs> One of my notes is just like I'm almost surprised that Rachel Dratch isn't playing Missy. She's just. Um, she just doesn't get those roles, but she would have been fun. Yeah, she would have uh, been great. But no, Lauren Lapkus is good. It's, uh, so, do, what are our big laughs in this motion picture? Do you want my list? <laughs> I didn't, how many sorry, laughs I didn't write down how many laughs, laughs or Don't when. Um, Anything yeah. you think is humorous. I've got, I've got a few lines and a few moments. Oh, yeah? I think at the, the beginning of the film where 
Lapkus is drinking wine out of her hair. Yeah, I agree. I was just like, okay, this is a good start. <laughs> yeah. Um, later on, when uh, <laughs> Lapkus forces <laughs> a pill down David Spade's throat, <laughs> and it's just like, it's a dog tranquilizer. Yeah, it was good. It <laughs> was good, blunt humor. Um, there was a moment I thought there was going to be a joke, and it wasn't. Oh, <laughs> it was a really gross joke in the end that I thought it was going to be, which is when uh, David Spade is in the cage waiting for sharks, and there's a mm-hmm. shot of uh, Missy coming out of the bathroom, and I thought the joke was going to be that she was on her period, and that was going to attract the sharks. Um. <laughs> But no. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, I, like, that's where my mind went. If I was writing this film, that's where it would have gone. Uh, Instead, she uh, gets chum thrown over her and she vomits off the side of the boat. I like the vomit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise that vomit attracted sharks. Is that is that? A, is that I think it's a mix or? of the chum but- and the vomit. Right, because she's got it over her. Yeah, and it right. a bit of it falls in the sea. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they made it vomit instead of like they scuffle and the chum goes in the water. Like, yeah, why vomit. the element she of had vomit, vomit had to be added? I'm not yeah. quite sure. The idea of her vomiting and then giving CPR. I guess she doesn't do mouth to mouth, but if she had vomit, vomit CPR is. A, I think that's a fear of mine. Someone, someone breathing into my mouth post vomit. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but isn't it like if you do mouth to mouth, like the person is probably going to vomit into your mouth, so you're fine vomiting into someone else's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> you want to be the mama bird. You don't want to be baby bird. Exactly. Okay. Oh Christ! Any other? <laughs> any other laughs? I'm trying uh... to think. I'm not going to lie. I actually. I don't remember when I did laugh, but I think for this, for this time around, I probably laughed less on a second watch because I knew what was coming. I probably did laugh a little bit more on my first watch. Probably just yeah, out of pure sense. shock for half of it in terms of what the hell is happening. I really did like I really did like that first date just because it was like pure lunacy. And mm, it's like obviously mm, an absolute like worst fear of anyone that's dating that you would be in that situation. Um, yeah. But yeah, I guess... I, I didn't find the, a lot of the jokes very funny. It's not that I wasn't impressed by them. Some of them I really wasn't impressed by. But I think for the most part, Josh, what you said earlier when you were just like, I enjoyed it, it kind of, that's the vibe for me. It wasn't like laugh out loud. It was just, I'm enjoying yeah. what I'm watching. This is this is nice. Great. Tell me more. But it wasn't like a, wasn't a lol fest for me. <laughs> yeah, I get you. I get you. Makes sense. I had, um, I had a rare laugh from Schneider in this movie. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> God, when? Schneider and Swartzen together. No. When it just cuts to them discussing why uh, one of them likes Free Willy and the uh, and Schneider <laughs> doesn't like Free Willy. And he's <laughs> like, the whale didn't have charm. It's not, know, a charming whale. Whale. it's not a likeable whale. It's not a likeable whale. I was just like, okay, this is, this is awkward enough dialogue to yeah. make me laugh. Um... Oh, and uh, I think my biggest laugh of the film is after uh, Lapkus and Sarah Chalk ask Spade if he got any weed, 
There's just a hard oh. cut to them all brushing their teeth. Oh yeah, because he got paste. weed, um, weed toothpaste. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought that was a very nice edit. I'm <laughs> just all standing there brushing their teeth. It was good stuff. No, it was that good was, stuff. That's that's the. I have a guess of um, when you laugh. <laughs> do you? Yeah. All Is right. it did, no? Did wh- you, uh, did you, all right. Yeah. Go on. Did you laugh? When uh, Spade fell downstairs while doing a handstand. No. That seems like such a Josh <laughs> laugh moment. No, I do. There is one. All right, I'll go through mine, and there is one that is thematically similar. Uh, 0.5 laugh during the first date when Spade is in the toilet and um, he's trying to climb out the window, and then Missy Lake slides under the yeah. toilet door. <laughs> Great stuff. Great stuff. When he's like, oh, I'm just going to stay in the bathroom. And she's like, okay. And then she just shouts out like, have a good shit, my man. And that was 0.5 laugh. And then one laugh saying, just like a little throwaway line, like, oh, maybe I'll have a shit too. I liked it. It's good stuff. Uh, I liked her being like, oh, I don't really need one. But, you know, I'll force it out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was quite funny. Uh, 0.5 laugh, I think it's when she is... They first get to the hotel and they're looking around the room and she's like, oh my God, are you rich? And then she walks off and she screams something along the lines of, all my teachers can eat my asshole. <laughs> Which I thought was good. Then she goes into the bathroom and you just hear a splash and she goes like, I fell in the toilet again. Help me. <laughs> I thought it was good. I'm laughing uh, more at you reading them than yeah. <laughs> when they actually happened. I think it I was just arranged at this point. One laugh. Missy runs and falls down the cliff, smashing her spine, then her pelvis landing. Uh, okay. yes, there we go. That's, that's that's the one that got that's me. Josh Humor. <laughs> that's the one that got me. Uh they're not a laugh for a while. But then one laugh during the um during the shadow dancing at the talent show that David mm. Spade does. It's a little ADR line where someone just screams like, What in the fuck is happening? <laughs> I just thought the 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 line I reading on that. I think that's uh, a Swartzen line. Yeah, do you think? I, think so. I believe yeah, no, it is. I, I oh my god! Because he's narrating it, and like yeah, when he sees he's it, he's like, "What the fuck is happening?" Okay, well, I he thought it was it good. <laughs> no, I thought it was very good. And then final half laugh from uh, Chris Farley's brother after Spade has fallen down the stairs while doing a handstand, and. Uh, Spade is talking to the right Missy, who's actually the <laughs> wrong Sims. Missy. And Molly Sims is actually the wrong Missy. He's like, oh, Missy, the other Missy, went home. And because the wrong Missy, or Lauren Lapkus Missy, had said to him earlier, like, don't get on a plane soon or you might die. And then being like, oh, no, you can get a flight home with me and you'll be okay because I'm going to live for another 100 years. Chris Farley pops in and is like, where's Missy? What the fuck? I've got to move here now. Yeah, that was funny. I thought that was yeah. good. It was like the, the, do you it stay was for the payoff the from the earlier joke that I was mm. like, okay, they actually paid attention to what they were writing. Okay, paid attention <laughs> to that. I like that. I did. I did stay for the. I did stay for the post credit. I didn't laugh because it was terrible. No. Yeah. Um, so yeah, five and a half laughs for this boy. Wow. In that how puts long? It, An hour and a half. Ninety minutes. Oh, that's the other thing. Short. Yeah, thank God. It is short, and it felt short. Felt Which short. is good. Didn't right. it's, it's the 15th funniest film we've watched. 
I mean, that's not that good. Out of 45... Bloody considering hell. the films we've watched that haven't been very funny. That's top third. Wow. Yeah, Guys. I guess. <laughs> this is, this is yeah, this is like elite level. Or not elite level. It's like good level. Top tier. It's not god tier, but it's top tier for me. But like god tier on ours is like, if we actually like look at what is good... <laughs> like God Tier doesn't have a lot. I mean, my, well, you say like, that. Grown like, Ups too. That's my boy. The House Bunny, like funny people. Like that. That's all I've got. Oh yeah, my God Tier. Paul Blart more cup tier twenty six. Twenty six point five last. House Bunny twenty two. Yeah, it's good. I House genuinely twenty two point seven five. Grown Ups two twenty laughs. Grown Ups two is funny. Um. <laughs> Uh, so let's talk about Lauren Lapkus at the moment mm-hmm. because I believe this is the only thing I've seen in where she is like the lead. Mm. Yeah, I think the main thing for me seeing her in is Orange is the New Black, which is obviously a very very different kind of role. So this was really cool yeah. to see her do this. I was really I was really impressed with her to be honest. I I agree. Like I know she she's worked as a sort of either a comedian or a sketch comedian. Mm-hmm. I think as a comedian. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I mostly, I knew her from Orange is the New Black. Um, she's got that s- kind of role in Jurassic World. Mm. And she's a supporting character on Crashing. Um, yeah, I mean, she, she is, she's a very likable presence on screen. She's got much more to do in this than she did in our previous film we covered with her, which was Blended. Oh where, shit, yeah, I forgot about that. Where she just plays a young boy's masturbation fantasy. Yes. Um, Moving up in the world. I, you know, she's definitely someone I'd, I'd hope we see more from. Like, she's got a big sort of career in TV, it looks like. Mm-hmm. She has a lot of voice work as well. She's the regular voice on American Dad and the Star Trek animated series. Oh, she was in Adventure Time. She's an Adventure Time. She played somebody's girlfriend on The Big Bang Theory for a while. Right. Okay. Um, oh, Comedy Bang Bang. Yeah, loads she's of Comedy done, Bang Bang. Yeah, she's, she's big in the comedy world, and I think... It's a shame it's taken this long for her to get a lead role, and it's a shame that her lead role has to be opposite David Spade. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It is weird. I know she mentions that she, like doesn't mind the age thing right it's like one of the first things she says right at the beginning of the movie yeah. mm. which just felt like a like a way to just get that out yeah of get out of the way it literally felt like they were like right people are gonna say stuff let's just get out of the way so that we're like self-aware and self-referential when it's like that's not quite how it works but okay you tried yeah like how much old, she, how much older is david spade she was born in 1985 Spade's got to be at least 20 years older. Spade must Bloody be, what, six, 1960? Wait, it's 1955. <laughs> no, 1960, maybe. We'll find out in two weeks. Wait, that would be 60, <laughs> right? He's not 60. He is 21 years older than her. <clears throat> Jeez. 1964. Okay. And I wonder, as well, how old 
how much older she, he was than the 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 right Missy as we're dubbing her, uh, the Melissa, because she Molly, she Molly didn't. I don't think she was the same age, but as him. But I do think she was a little bit older than. I'm also curious how much older he is than Sarah Chalk. 1973 for Molly right. Sims. Okay, so so about eight years older than her. Yeah, and then Sarah, Sarah Chalk. Chalk. I'm going to say 1979. 1976. Okay, so... There's a range. Date. Yeah, there's a range. A he range, ends up with the youngest one. Yeah, as long as they're younger, it's, it's fine. I didn't really get the Sarah Chalk character. Like, I under, like... She didn't have a lot to do, I, I don't think. No. It, it's just... It's, it's very weird to do, like, the ex-fiancé who's nice, but now is also dating what is clearly a huge douchebag. Yeah, I know, right? Like, it doesn't really work in that sense, because she's still very nice and supportive yeah. of David. It's not we like never find out Sarah Marshall or something like that. You could have gone down yeah. that sort of route where they were kind of making stuff worse for, for him. You know, like how um, the, the Barracuda kind of, like, basically dobs him in and it all falls yeah. apart from there. I wonder if actually it would have worked if those characters were one, because they don't both the Barracuda and the ex fiance don't quite feel like they have enough to be a proper, mm. really good character, but there's elements there that maybe if they were one or the other that had the this the same amount to do, that it could have been quite a, a cool sort of foil to, to what was going on with him at the time. That's a really good call, and also yeah. it would make the um, the impact of David Spade getting the promotion over the Barracuda because of trickery. I don't know. It would have made that height. It would have heightened that as well, rather than just like, yeah. oh, he- she calls him names sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Whereas exactly. if it was like he broke or she broke his heart, yeah. Then I don't know that maybe that would she be had more, something like, over him. She has something emotionally over him. Yeah. Yeah. Know? It just all seems it's, very yeah. like contrived for the ex-fiance to be there because the guy that she's dating also works with them. Do you know? It and just like, seemed like it was very contrived to get her there, and they didn't really do much with it other than like the the threesome or almost threesome scene. Later and on. the threesome scene, just it's not really good. Like it, it doesn't really resolve anything other than it shows us that. Spade has feelings for mm-hmm. Oren Lapkus. But I guess that's all it's there for, right? I guess so, but it doesn't like there's so many ways you could have done that better. It again, this feels like a very sort of broy rom com, mm-hmm. which is not really the type of film that gets made anymore, and for good reason really. Um Sarah Chalk's role in that scene is just to get kicked in the face. A yeah, few times. I really didn't. Like she barely that. says anything. It's really, mm. really. And the strange. way she just like walks out, sort of sheepishly. It's then kind of not in the movie anymore. Yeah. That's like, yeah. It's, uh, it's an odd one. She's an odd person just to have. Like Sarah Chalk is someone. I feel like I've not seen her since Scrubs. I... I know she's a voice in Rick and Morty. She's in um, How I Met Your Mother. Um, yeah, that's right. When I had my breakdown about six years ago and I watched all How I Met Your Mother in like a month. <laughs> I remember her from that. But still, that's years ago. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, yeah. 
Oh, she's in so... Friends from College. Okay, I didn't see this. Oh, <laughs> but again, like, it's weird. It's almost like... I know it's a very thin line now, but she feels like someone who is on TV and not in movies, you know? Right. Yeah, that's true. Um, they're, yeah, they Because she has a likable presence that we know from TV. Mm. She doesn't play... And she carries it to this. And that's not what really needs the bit where she like takes him aside and she's like are you sure you're going to be okay in this uh confined space mm. you're like what she's... what are, what are these two I... relationships yeah, what I is her relationship has... with the mean guy i don't think she has a purpose as a character she has a purpose to drive mm. the plot forward that's it yeah so yeah. like the point like you said jack about the claustrophobia they needed someone who knew he had claustrophobia to be on that boat give it to swardson that's what i mean all of her stuff yeah. And as you say, with the freezing stuff, it could have been done in a different way. Um, it, you know, her her character is a backstory in the form of a character. I think I feel. Yeah. It, just with what she has to do in it, with it anyway. That's a really good point. Really, really good point. Uh, Jack, do you enjoy that this is the second David Spade movie we've watched where he has a threesome? <laughs> I thought you were going to ask if this. I enjoyed that this is the second David Spade movie where he slagged off VR. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> he really fucking hates it. <laughs> um, what is the other one where he has a threesome? Does he have a threesome in Joe Dirt? The do-over. Oh yeah, he, does he have the threesome in the do-over? Him, Luis Guzman, and a woman, and and uh, not Jackie Sandler. Yeah, not Jackie Sandler. Yeah, because he gets the he gets the ball sweat in his mouth. But they don't have sex, do they? Yeah. Do they? Yeah. Okay. I don't remember that movie for <laughs> good reason. Yeah. Um, I know he has sex with Paula Patton in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Spades a much... fucking sex machine. He is machine. a fuck machine, right? He just, <laughs> just nutting everywhere. It's horrible. Oh, God. Well, speaking of, shall we talk about the sexual abuse in this movie? Oh, do we have to? We should. We should. I think we and do. I have done it before when we spoke about um, this film on on our Razzies episode, because for the most part, me and Claire enjoyed this film for what it was, but my God, did it take a nosedive when, when these parts came into play. Yeah. Twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Twice. Yeah. So there is the Not scene right. in which he wakes up on the airport to her hand down his pants, jacking him off. Yeah. Um, which is after she's drugged him. She specifically drugged him beforehand. Dog yeah. Mm. And then uh, the scene where he wakes up and she is riding him after he's been dreaming of Sarah Chalk. And which he yeah. was also on the dog tranquilizer, but he took it himself oh. that time. Still drugged though. Still drugs. Wild <sighs> choices for this one, like. This is what I mean when I say it's a very broy rom com. Yeah, for sure. And these are because I feel like the idea is that people are going to be like, "Oh my god, he's having sex with somebody he doesn't like." Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We have the like Suze Kempner mentioned when she was on talking about. Um, she mentioned the week of her least favorite part of that movie is where Chris Rock is having a like a, a bad sex dream while and like he's touching something that's not actually sexual in real life yeah 
And yeah, it's the same thing. It's like... What is this funny it, for? It's it my feels... question. I don't... Well, don't it was know. sort of like, in the wake of American Pie, there were a lot of sort of lesser versions of American Pie that were released... Looking at you, Van Wilder party liaison. <laughs> yeah. Um, where uh, this was sort of like the big joke, like the big, the funniest joke you could have is like, oh no, someone accidentally had sex with an old lady. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think there is like a joke in American Pie: The Wedding, in which I think Stifler or Finch has sex with Jim's grandma. Well, it's similar to was it Father of the Year when that young boy has sex with an oh, yeah. old woman for but, uh, they, money. And, this, and it's played in this one, like, um, oh my god, this guy has accidentally had sex with a, a woman he doesn't like because she's crazy. But it's, it's also tied into the fact that she has very much used her power over him in these situations mm. and taken advantage it's very odd it rubs you the mm. wrong way and it and this when it happened for the second time i was like jesus christ who wrote this and yeah. i saw it was like the same people who wrote father of the year and i was like okay okay makes sense <laughs> yeah and they super double down on it the second time as well like mm-hmm. mm, it's not great it's just one of those times where you're like i would love to have been a fly on the wall when someone thought of that in their brain and against all their better judgment decided to say it out loud and then other people agreed to put it in the script. Yeah. <laughs> Apologies, I said it was from the writer of Father of the Year, it's from the writer of The Do-Over. Ooh! <laughs> so, threesomes! You know, this guy loves <laughs> writing in threesomes for space. Maybe that he loves deal. Yeah, and he loves writing people falling downstairs in the final act. There must be other yep. things. These are two signatures, it's two hey. writers. It's, <laughs> it's uh, Kevin Barner and um, someone else. Someone, someone else. <laughs> Kevin Barner and Chris Pappas. Um, Chris Pappas. Nice one, lads. <laughs> Really Great well stuff. done. Really, really, really well done. One thing I thought was interesting isn't the whole thing that David Spade and Rob Schneider fucking hate each other. I they think that isn't that something that you made up. I thought <sighs> <laughs> wasn't that your like reasoning for like or there might wasn't the idea like making grown ups one was the end that was the burying of the hatchet. I'm looking at an article now. I missed a joke I liked. I like the... Well, it's less I like the joke. I like the idea of the joke of Spade trying to sneak out while Missy is snoring. Yeah. I just thought, like, oh, that's a fun game. <laughs> what? Just, like, tippy-toeing. But she's, like, he's doing it on, like, each time she's snoring. So he's, like, not moving until she snores. It's right. like grandma's footsteps. I didn't notice that, actually. Have you found any articles, Josh? Yes, I have, yeah. Uh, During a 2016 appearance Spade made on the Howard Stern show, the host claimed that David used to hate Rob Schneider. Without missing a beat, Spade admitted he and Rob had a problem. 
from there Stern explained the reason for their troubles stems from the time in which Spade and Schneider both worked on Saturday Night Live okay uh, <laughs> Spade also claimed that Schneider would forget to invite David to meetings which would make him look terrible when he didn't okay. show up blah 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 and other stuff oh Spade claimed that Schneider would submit a script that he penned with David but he would take sole credit for their work Ouch. Uh, Schneider's a shit, man. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. <a good. laughs> um, but I do, I do vaguely remember there was something in Grown Ups One that was like, is, "This was the burying of the hatchet," or was it the Bench Warmers where they are like? I think it's the Bench Warmers where they're trying to that do that, movie. and then yeah. I think maybe it fails, and that's why Grown Ups One happens, or rather, if it fails. Like, I think they just, like, they were okay then, and then they start pairing in movies together. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, Grown Ups 1, they're together. Grown Ups 2, Schneider's gone. Yeah, but Schneider's busy making Rob! Oh, is that all that it? Well, right, yeah. maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But by uh, this time, like, they're interacting okay. These celebrities are yeah. their problems, hey? <laughs> it's really hard. It's really Lots hard for these up. guys. <laughs> Um, I thought the guy playing the boss was pretty bad until he was hypnotized. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I didn't really pay him much attention. It was very much a stereotypical. Well, know, I just, usually boss. in these movies, you get sort of like the elder statesman actor in to play a role like that. Mm-hmm. Someone like a, like a Christopher Walken yeah. or a, James Kahn or a Donald Sutherland. Sutherland would have been good. I do think it would have been so much better to have someone like that and then seeing them hypnotised. I think that would have really gone down well. It would have been good. Seeing him, like, seeing Donald Sutherland dressed up as King Triton. Yeah. I do love that whole set and the idea of the fact that, you know, when Missy hypnotised him, uh, you know, and he decided to just go back to his repressed memories of childhood. Like, I do like, I think that's a really cool, like, sort of, like, scene to do. Um, it's something a bit yeah, different for a good. bit of a set piece. I thought it was quite fun, especially the the whole mermaid tale scenario. You know, these things you always <laughs> see people moving beautifully, but then you know that it's you know there's that awkward. They how did they get to the water and they look like David yeah, yeah. trying to get to the water? So that was a quite nice little <laughs> little physical uh, gag there. I'll say this because I think we've had a few films where I've complained that just especially the sort of romantic ones, the set pieces haven't been strong enough to be memorable. This one does better set pieces than mm-hmm. something like Just Go With It or Blended. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, just thinking back to the only thing I remember from Blended at this point is the fucking the 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 rhino. That's it. I don't remember the, the parachute Drew Barrymore's oh. parachuting and she's gonna yeah and I had an issue with that it. scene because of yeah. the logistics of it I was like this wouldn't happen in real life no <laughs> <laughs> that's true um, uh, do you know who else would have been good in this he's dead now but he would have been great Rip Torn Riptorn would have been good. Riptorn feels like someone who should have been a, a Sandler stalwart. Big time. I also think Riptorn is probably Republican enough to have done it. <laughs> Do you think he's a Republican? I mean, was. Uh, maybe I'm like uh, pushing 
who he was on uh, the Larry Sanders show onto him. Mm. But I have a feeling that he was like a big alcoholic Republican. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that could yeah that could be true. <laughs> that could be true. As I get to what's re- that film where Freddie got Torn... fingered? No, <laughs> the film where no. Rip Torn is in Men in Black. And he basically, like, fought the director. He, like, got the director into, like, a fist fight. Uh... Maidstone. No. While, fil- uh-huh. well, while filming Maidstone, Rip Torn struck director and star Norman Mailer in the head with a hammer. This is, yeah, this is it. That's the one. <laughs> with the camera rolling, Mailer bit Torn's ear and they wrestled <gasps> to the ground. The fight continued until it was broken up by cast and crew members. The fight is featured in the film. Daisy, no. don't you miss real men. <laughs> <laughs> Love it when they bite each other's ears. <laughs> oh my Hit god. Each other with hammers. In 1994, he filed a defamation lawsuit against Dennis Hopper over a story Hopper told on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. Hopper claimed that Rip Torn pulled a knife on him during pre-production of the film Easy Rider. <laughs> and that's why um, he was replaced with Jack Nicholson. Fucking hell. Do you, do you remember that time where <laughs> Riptorn was arrested for waking up in a bank that he'd drunkenly gone into thinking it was his home? Oh my god. No. Like, a, the bank was closed and he broke into it thinking it was his house. <laughs> and, Sounds and he had this great mugshot of just, like, hungover Riptorn looking really bewildered. <laughs> It's like, I swear, my ATM machine's look exactly the same. <laughs> oh, poor Rip Torn. No. Rip. Rip. He wasn't even dead and he wasn't in Men in Black 3. What a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't think this is the worst one we've covered by, like, a long stretch. I don't think it's the best... It's definitely one of the sort of middling ones for me. Uh, yeah. I can't I think, imagine yeah. I'd watch it again. Sorry, Daisy. I know it's... Oh, don't it's, worry. It's, I, I didn't it's do it. It's a rewatch out. value for you. No. I, <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was thinking that maybe we would record it, uh, the episode, when I... I Maybe it hadn't been too long since I'd seen it, but I did... I did think it was best to give it a rewatch just so I could go into a little bit more detail about my thoughts. Yeah, but uh... ashamed. It's one of your favourite films. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely fine. I tell you, you what, service. though, if you want to turn I your brain that's off, my boy. if you want to turn your brain off, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's not... Oh, David Spade. You are a, you are a sort of a mystery. You can be fine... <laughs> I get that he thought... wasn't supposed to be much because the whole point was that she was a bit much but yeah, I felt yeah. like he was just there was nothing about him nothing and I get it like I don't I'm not necessarily saying that I wanted more but it was very very obvious that he was he was such a bland leading man that I'm like yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's just, meh. Did yeah. you know that this uh, Netflix said that this was um, uh, one of their most successful releases, wow. being watched by fifty-nine million households wow. over its first four weeks of release, 
Which I find funny because the only person I've ever heard talk about this movie before is you, Daisy. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm telling you, yeah, the reason I watched it last year is because it was number one on IMDb for the week. So people, this is the if people thing. weren't watching it, they were definitely looking it up. So. So. This is the thing. I just don't think. I think it's the same as Joe Dirt, and I think what we said about like the do-over. Maybe one of them we were talking about, like Spade being Mister Netflix at this point. Like he is so big on Netflix. He's so big on Netflix, and I just don't think he translates that well to the UK. I think mm. in the US, he is a completely different person. Like Bye. his star is so fucking high. <laughs> Out there. He recently, like, just, um, he was a guest host on The Bachelor. What? In the US. What's going on? That's I so think random. he is super, super popular. So, like, yeah, this probably was a pretty big movie. It's just no one here will have watched it unless they're doing a fucking deranged podcast. <laughs> you know? Like, yes. that's the only reason. <laughs> it's the only reason anyone's going to watch it here. I'll say this, though, Josh, is saying every time. Tommy Boy is a good movie. Yeah, I know, man. He's a fat man, little coat or whatever. Yeah. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't even seen it. I just know every time you go fat man, little coat, good. I feel like my, like, because this will probably be the last time we speak about Spade for a while. Mm. Um, I, I'm just looking at his career now. My favorite use of Spade is, like, cameo Spade. Mm. Like, I'm just looking back, and he had, like, a cameo role in a very Brady sequel. He's got, like, a cameo role in Loser as, like, a video store clerk. Same in uh, Reality Bites. He's got, like, a good cameo role. A little bit of Spade. A little dig of the old Spade. Goes a long way. Goes a long way. And, of course, he's very good as Emperor Kuzco in uh, The Emperor's New Group. Of course, yeah. yeah. Um, No, that I will experience. For sure. Little, little bit of Spade. Did you see the controversy about Spade's character in Hotel Transylvania? Mm-mm. No. I'm not even sure what character he plays. So he plays the Invisible Man okay. in Hotel right. Transylvania. And um, in the new one, the plot is that there is a, uh, a ray that turns humans into monsters and monsters into humans. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so there's a Freaky Friday ish aspect of this one okay and uh david spade gets hit by the ray and he is um he is turned visible he's the visible man right and people were angry (laughs) okay because he turns out to be sort of like a jewish nerdy guy he's got like a big jew fro big glasses big nose and people are angry because they always thought that the that he was going to be hot oh jesus People were like, he was gonna, he was sexy, he was the sexy invisible man. Who watches Hotel Transylvania and and thinks anything about anyone being attractive? (laughs) Which is weird because the joke in this is that when Frankenstein's monster is turned, yeah, um, I've seen in the trailer, yeah, he he is supposed to be the hot one. Oh Jesus! uh, The hot one of the bunch. The drag pack. I'm looking at it now, and I like that when they turn. I know he's not in it, but when they turn Sandler's character human, he just looks like Adam Sandler. He does. <laughs> he just looks like fucking Adam Sandler. And the werewolf looks like Charlie Day. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck me. Okay, what a film. I'm looking forward to when we, we do 
eventually cover the Hotel Transylvania when, when are we going to do that? <laughs> hey, Halloween's coming up, bro. Yeah, but we've got Hubie. It's true. But Hubie's in our schedule. We could just throw this in. Yeah, we could. Could. We'll, we'll do it when the fourth one comes out. Whenever that's supposed to be. That's the fourth it's one. Going I to had Amazon a funny feeling now. it was the third one. How's that? There's been four. Four. Ooh. Yeah, there's the, the the third one was Hotel Transylvania Summer Vacation. Oh right, missed that one. Oh, I've seen that one. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen all the Hotel Transylvanias. I've seen them. I've seen them all apart from the new one. They're fun. Do you know, yeah, like not bad. <laughs> they're, they're good fun. Sandler's actually really tuned in on them. And it's just, I don't know, I've said it before, but it's a real shame he's not in the fourth one. Yeah. So Great. someone else but, voices yeah, his good. character? Brian Hull, who is sort of like a YouTube impressionist. Oh my god, is this just gets sadder and sadder. It does raise a point, though, because it feels like Sandler... It, I know we've kind of talked about this more and more, but Sandler, it feels like he's stepping back a bit from the Happy Madison. Well, I know that Hotel Transylvania, Transylvania isn't Happy Madison, but it's almost like he's he's shutting himself off. He's not producing. Hustle, yeah, no, he's got a hustle, but it feels like he's being more... He does produce. More he discerning. produces the sort of... Yeah, I, I think that's fair to say. I think... He has liked the taste of success that he has had mm. with um, Uncut Gems. Yeah, the critical acclaim especially, tastes different. <laughs> especially with how close he got to that Oscar nom. I think mm-hmm. he yeah. was definitely very close. And the Indie Spirit Award that he won. Mm-hmm. I think... And the fact that it didn't need to be the box office success that like funny people needed to be. Yeah. Um, they could, it was successful in its own sort of merits. Um, and it went everywhere. Cause that's the thing, like funny people and punch drunk love, they are still kind of like culty movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're still like their film Twitter movies. Like <laughs> that's good. But uncut gems went fucking everywhere. Like, everyone I know saw that film. I'm really excited to see what Hustle is going to be like. Yeah. Because that's him. That's the first time since... uh, What's that shitty movie we covered? Hubie. No, the one where 9-11 happened. Uh, Remember Me. (laughs) Like Remember Me. Um, (laughs) What is it called? Rain Over Me. Rain Over Me. It's the first one since Rain Over Me that he has produced that is like a drama starring him. Yeah. And that's going to be... It's also like his first dramatic role post Uncut Gems. Right. Yeah, true. Uh, I, I'm, I'm really interested in what comes out from that movie. And uh, we'll cover it <laughs> when it comes one out. One day. We get to talk about basketball when we do that one. It's all about basketball. He loves basketball. Did you see, like, that like, Shaquille O'Neal was like, Sala's got game. Really? Really? Yeah. We t- tweeted about it from the... Oh, we the did. ...podcast account. <laughs> um, I tweeted about oh, it. Oh, yes, so we did. <laughs> um, yes, we did. And he, uh... 
apparently like Shaq was just like, yeah, he he's he's a real one. He really takes basketball seriously. So good, good for Sam. Good for Sam. He ke- keeps up with his sport. Mm. Uh, is there anything else we need to say about the wrong message? No, I, I was just going to say like, oh, it's a good segue of being like, speaking of awards. Speaking of awards, this is nominated for awards. <gasps> is now, it? Daisy did mention earlier it was up for some Razzies, but we don't talk about the Razzies on this show. Not the old Razzle Dazzle, though. Not like, <laughs> we, don't like, we don't like the Razzies. We don't like them. Let's not celebrate uh, the awfulness. Oh, trust, we, cri- we, we critiqued them, don't you, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, this instead is a people's choice. <gasps> the people know what's up. The people know. The people know. The people... Also, let's not forget, it was 2020. The people were not given a the lot of choice. People's not happy. The people weren't well. The people weren't well. No, the, the people, people weren't, weren't well. No, the people Nobody. weren't well. <laughs> um, so, this was nominated at the People's Choice Awards 2020 for Favourite Comedy Movie. Ooh. Wow. Would you guys like to play a game? Yes. I get what. Would you guys like to guess what is nominated? Okay. Favorite comedy movie of 2020. Okay. Yes. Okay. I will give you clues. Okay. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Give us a clue. Uh, the first nomination. It's a long-awaited sequel to a comedy franchise with one very big star. And one other guy. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. Um... <laughs> sort of like a sci-fi comedy. It's the third in a franchise. I can't think of any other sci-fi comedy other than like Galaxy Quest. There, are, there are others. It is from the director of Galaxy. Who directed Quest? Galaxy Quest? <laughs> Dean Pariso. Dean Pariso. Dean. I know for a fact, Josh, you've seen this movie. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. Uh, one of the only you films don't... I saw. One of the only films I saw in that brief period where lockdown was over for a bit, and it was a fucking waste of time. It's... Bill and Ted Three. Oh, Bill and right. Ted face the music. A film that I'm equally not crazy about, but I don't think I hate it as much as you do. It's just so sad. Absolutely. Next up is a a comedy musical, I guess you would describe this as, um, starring one big comedy star and an Oscar-nominated actress. Eurovision. Uh, that's the one. Ooh, <laughs> I like that. Um, <laughs> that I was like fun. Eurovision. It was fun. That was fun. I like uh, what's his face from Downton Abbey. <laughs> Dan Stevens. Dan Stevens. That's his name. Good boy. Um, <laughs> next up is a a comedy, a, a female-led comedy that came out early 2020 because I went to see this at the cinema. Um, it's it's got one of my favorite. It's got my biggest crush in movies in it. Um, Interesting. Who is that? <laughs> <laughs> is it Hustlers? <laughs> No, it's not Hustlers. Is it like a boss? I like Hustlers. It's like a boss. Like a boss. It's my is your crush, crush Rose Byrne? Is, 
I love Rose. Oh yeah, who doesn't Rose love Rosebud? I love Rose. I just want. I went to an unlimited nice screening of evening. Like a Boss. So as soon as you said, as did I. As soon as you said it was early 2020, I was like, well, there's only a few screenings. <laughs> I did not like Like a Boss. Yeah. I wanted to, but oh, it just sorry. didn't work. Um, next up, this is a film that uh, went straight to VOD due to the pandemic. Um, I don't think it would have done very well box office wise if it had opened up. It's uh, directed by a former director of a Happy Madison movie. Um, stars an SNL uh, star sort of like a biographical adaptation of that SNL star's life is it the Pete Dav- Davidson one? yeah oh, King called? of Staten Island King of Staten Island King of Staten Island, yeah I haven't seen it no, <laughs> forgot about that, cool Another one that was supposed to go to cinemas um, and then instead went straight to Netflix. Um, It's the it's a reunion of a director and star of a previously Oscar nominated film, which was nominated for screenplay. Um, Josh's face is killing me. It's sort of like it's it's a it's a, a a date night gone wrong movie. <laughs> I watched this oh, movie this year. I can the barely one remember. With Camille Nagiani and uh, Lovebirds. Is. I actually really liked oh. that. I really liked that. Thought it was very funny, but I was okay. On I heard that most people <laughs> didn't think... really like it. I think I was just like, man, like this is your follow-up to um, uh, uh, the Big, big Sick. sick. Mm. See, the Big Sick, I wasn't big on, so it oh, got majorly overhyped yeah. for me. Is my issue? Just sick. I love the Big Sick. Got two left, guys. Got two left. Including, including, and these shouldn't be. I'll give you. I think you can guess both of these together. Okay. Okay. Um, they are both sequels to Netflix teen movies. Oh, um, The Kissing Booth 2? The and... Kissing Booth 2 wins favourite comedy movie at the People's Choice Awards. <laughs> what? And is it to all okay. the ones I've the loved one. before, too, wherever the subtitle P- is? P.S. Still, P.S. I Still, P.S. Love, I still you. love You. There you go. Good movie. The, there you go. Those are the nominees. Wow. Um, I mean, I would have probably given it to either Eurovision or King of Staten Island, but yeah, uh, I'm it's... not the people. I think it's Eurovision. <laughs> and it's their choice. <laughs> it's their choice. Um, I won't make you guess these again because it's all the same nominations in Favourite Comedy Movie Star where David Spade was nominated. What? Um, <laughs> he loses oh to God. Joey King for The Kissing Booth 2. Yeah, also okay. nominated is Keanu Reeves for Bill and Ted, Will Ferrell for Eurovision, Salma Hayek for Like a Boss, Pete Davidson for King of Staten Island, Issa Rae for Lovebirds, and Noah Centineo for To All the Boys. But, P.S. I still love but you. But David Spade as as his character and also Joey King as her character, neither of them are the comedy in those comedy films. Mm. <laughs> 
I also don't think Noah Centineo no, is the no. comedy in To All the Boys. No. It's very strange not. that Lauren Lapkus doesn't get that. Not yeah. David Spade does. She absolutely deserves that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but... Fine. The people, eh? It's even weird that, like, Salma Hayek gets it for, like, a boss. Mm. <laughs> like, weird. just go for Tiffany Haddish, you'd think. Mm. Yeah. Um, but there you go. Those are the nominations. Uh, oh, shit, is that it? That's it. Fuck, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, excluding the Razzies, that is it. Um, it's, uh, I mean, it's a weird year, don't forget. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Unprecedented. Unprecedented, so, that's what so they, they say. say. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the people's pick some weird. Favourite action movie was Mulan. Uh, yeah, well, I guess there was only one action movie last year, right? <laughs> I was up against was Bad Mo- Boys for Life, yeah. Birds of Prey, yeah. Bloodshot, Extraction, yeah. Project Power, yeah. Tenet, and The Old God. <laughs> I that Mulan beat Tenet. Tenet. I forgot wow. about Tenet. <laughs> I haven't even seen that. It's good. I like Tenet. Birds of Prey is better than Mulan for me, but yeah, yeah. you know, whatevs. Whatevs. Um, guys, shall we move on to everybody's favourite part of the show? Mm-hmm. Daisy, I did warn you about this earlier. We did. Are we getting MVPs gunged? and LVPs. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Daisy, as you are our guest, mm-hmm. do you have an MVP for us? Yeah, it's absolutely the wrong Missy. Lauren mm. Lapis makes this film for me. I don't think it would she be... She is the right Missy. Exactly. I don't think it would be anything without her in it. Um, it's the only really sort of interesting and different thing for this film compared to any other film. And whilst there are some questionable choices for her character, she, as an actress, goes full in. Uh, she doesn't waste a single piece of dialogue or moment and whilst it didn't all land for me I had to commend her for, for for completely going for it so yeah yeah and it made me want to watch more of her stuff specifically her comedy stuff as an actress so mm-hmm. it's out there go chase it now mm-hmm. Josh who is your MVP yeah I mean it's Lauren Lapkus <laughs> it's Lauren Lapkus like for all the same reasons like this film was especially compared to recent weeks, just, like, so watchable and so, like, enjoyable. And all of that, for me, is down to Lauren Lapkus. Like, at the beginning, being a bit, like... uh, And, you know, my reaction to her being, like... Or her character, the wrong Missy, at the beginning of being, like, okay, fine, here we go. And then warming... (laughs) <laughs> and by the end, just being like, you know what? It's quite Captured a good... Captured your heart. Captured my heart. And <laughs> it's just it's just good. It's just good fun stuff. She's great. I did watch some of her... Like, I watched a video on her talking about the voices that she's done on different, like, podcasts and TV shows earlier. And I was like, good, good. So, you know, like, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Good, good, good. How about you, baby? Um... For me, the MVP is the genre of rom-com. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because what you mentioned earlier, Josh, about this being one of the best rom-coms we've seen, what I notice is that there is just something very likable in the familiar setting of a rom-com. Rom-com is my favourite genre anyway. Mm. 
and there, yeah, there is something just very nice about the comfort of knowing I'm watching a rom-com and this one plays into the tropes of it all like beat for beat the bit where she like disappears and he tries to get her back where she won't take his calls and all that kind of stuff <laughs> yep, yep. which feels wild considering like the stuff she put him through <laughs> and, like um but yeah I get it it's a movie it's a movie <laughs> it's a movie <laughs> I just I found myself very much in just enjoying the fact that I'm watching a rom-com. Mm-hmm. And I know it's not the best rom-com ever made, but a lot of the time I'd rather be watching a rom-com than watching anything else. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> congratulations from me. Oh, I should also add another one for my MVP, which is um, Vanilla Ice's agent yeah. for getting him into another film. Dude, can you believe we watched three Vanilla Ice <laughs> movies this year? Just because oh, of this podcast. Maybe even Hustle or Hustler or whatever it's called. Should we um? Should we uh do like a truly happily ice? Sa- no, truly like a Sarlavas connections as as our email <laughs> suggested recently, and just do an episode on Cool as Ice. Oh, we could Ice movie. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> Not ice. Um. Not ice. Nice. Well done. Thanks. Yeah. Um, oh, I had to Google who Evander Holyfield was. He's the guy that Mike Tyson bit his ear, right? I guess so. Because like, they kept mentioning him in this movie, and I was like, I don't know who they're talking about, but they seem to think he's a very big deal. Mm. So, there's that. <laughs> um, Daisy, who is your LVP? I'm I'm stuck between because I was going to go for Nick Swardson's character but then mm. I'm like because just his whole shtick was just I hack into my best friend's emails like that's weird over right? and I over, thought that was so strange over like every single interaction was him knowing what was already happening with the character because he had access to his uh, laptop uh, phone, like everything, and it's like, so what mm. purpose are you actually serving as a character? The only thing that kind of not saved him, but the only thing that gave him something to do was when he was MC in the talent show because the rest of the time he was just Which there. When Josh laughed, saving grace, maybe, <laughs> but that was the only time he was there where he was adding something because the rest of it was just okay, this is the best friend sidekick character so that the main character can talk to someone. And that he can encourage it, like that was it. But then, but then the David Spade character Tim was just so bland. I can't, I can't pick. <laughs> My LVP is both of them together in a scene. That's a there good you go. Choice. Yeah. It's a good couple. <laughs> I think I'll say the same for Nick Swanson as I did with David Spade. A little bit of Nick Swanson goes a long way. Yeah, because I still think like the best Nick Swanson performance we've seen is like him in Click, being just the guy who's really weird at Bed Bath and Beyond. Yeah, yeah, pretty um, good. Yeah, he's fun there. It's fun. It's not no. fun anywhere else. <laughs> Daisy, whatever you do, don't watch Bucky Larson Born to Be a Star. I'm not gonna lie, it wasn't on my to do list, but uh. <laughs> Keep it well, on. actually, hold on. 
I believe it oh, is. Oh no, on it's the in the IMDb bottom yeah, it is. No, so it's so it on is, your to do so list. It is on my to do list. Oh Jesus it does, Christ! Okay, it does have one of Great. the greatest comedy characters committed to film on it, though. It does. So. It does. It has an Oscar-winning. It does have an Oscar-winning performance. Can't wait. Uh. <laughs> Shit, I forgot about that. Um, Josh, who is your LVP? So. Yeah, I've ummed and ahed about this because I was like, oh, is it like, is it the questionable choices that we've talked about? Is it the fact that Nick Swardson's character is just like, he's the HR director and he hacks into everyone's phones? <laughs> is it uh, just the unbridled nepotism to channel Petrus <laughs> from a few weeks ago, like of just the entire Tatone Sandler family being involved in this? And then I think, no. I think the worst thing about this film is David Spade's dick pic game. <laughs> because there's a bit where he started texting <laughs> who he thinks is the right Missy, but it's the wrong Missy. And she goes like, oh, I want to see that dick. And At that point, he should know it's the wrong Missy, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like she, she, she wasn't talking like the same way as the other Missy. Yeah, well, I don't, yeah that and is, even if that it wasn't at that point, point, they imply that he's been texting her for weeks. Surely, at some point, yeah. <laughs> it would have come up, like when he's like, "Oh, I miss your beautiful blonde hair," and she'd be like, "I'm not blonde." Would have come up. She's or she's just like, "I miss you, miss watching you while I lie on the bathroom floor." Yeah, like any of any of these things. Um, but yeah, so he he thinks about it. And he's like, "Oh, dick pic, is that what these people are doing now?" And then all he does is he's he's lying in bed in pajamas. He just pulls out the sheet and just like boom, takes a pic. Yeah. Where's the artistry? <laughs> Where's the mystique? That's what I want to know. She's an X-Men. <laughs> she is an X-Men. That's very good. But I think that's what it is. Is It's just like he he does it begrudgingly or not begrudgingly. He does it, he does it without enthusiasm. He does it yeah. without artistry. And I think it's just sad. It's just sad. No, I completely yeah. concur. It was sad to watch all around, really, um, wasn't it? <laughs> Every part of this of that interaction is sad. Yeah. Leads nicely into my LVP. Oh yeah, go on. Which is um, the death of the rom com. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh Christ! Okay, yeah. Here we go. Yeah. What's the death of the rom com, baby? The death of the rom com is just the fact that rom coms are scarcely found these days. Uh, they are mostly relegated to sort of Netflix uh, releases, and I'm not gonna lie, a lot of times they're not top-notch rom-coms. And mm. I think it's very sad that I have to take <laughs> solace in watching the wrong Missy and thinking, oh, it's nice to be watching a rom-com, when at the same time it's not a movie I greatly enjoy. Mm. Um, there's a lot of things that I find wrong with it, and it's sad that I'm so starved for a rom-com that I'll take the wrong Missy. Yeah. Because I've not got much else. The bar's really low at this point, isn't it? 
That's a good point. I'm looking at all the rom-coms from 2020, and they're just like... Well, the one that came to mind for me, which I the quite enjoyed, was, was The Holiday. It was Holiday. Yes. I quite enjoyed. But it was very Holiday by the numbers fun. still. It was I very fun, like Holiday. Oh, why? The Broken Hearts Gallery was my was my big rom-com and even that's not great but it was just the f- i remember i saw that at the cinema and it was just the fact that i was seeing a rom-com at the cinema <laughs> i think just elevated it to like a, a level where it didn't deserve to be yeah um happiest yeah, season like I, came out that came out in 2020 happiest season was nice and i guess like eurovision has a sort of romantic plot as well yeah. not really though it's it's tough it's tough to find one look i i love uh what's what are the shitty movies i love uh the princess switch movie oh my yeah. god hilarious princess it. switch yeah. free coming uh this christmas oh could god. not be did you watch um, excited. did you watch a california christmas i did oh my god california it's like a, it is good. like a hallmark uh christmas movie but on netflix and it was but, basically like a it ended up being basically a pr campaign for for california and it, i just loved every minute of it amazing love that <laughs> but i've got to say if it doesn't have uh vanessa hudgens playing twins with bad it doesn't <laughs> i'm afraid i'll will and i, I like while rose Byrne is my um is my main cinematic crush my second one is the the third twin that Vanessa Hudgens plays in in the Princess Switch Two, Fiona. Oh, are they adding another one for the next one? We can, but hope <laughs> <laughs> they have not. They've announced the plot. They've not announced a fourth one. I would. I. I just want like it to be to get to the point where just the world is populated <laughs> with Vanessa it's Hudgens lookalikes. Actually, you know what would be great is if in the fourth one she also plays herself. Oh God. shit! Yeah, I love that. And she's been hired to play the the princess <laughs> in like a biopic of her life. Yeah, I really like that. That's very good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like the like. But that's it. Like they're not great movies, but I'm just so yeah, I know. bereft. There's, I'm out there's a time here like place waving for these things. You know, it's not often, and it's not in many places. Really. But... <laughs> Mm. I, I, I watched what was it the other I watched I think it's called Animal Attraction with Hugh Jackman and Ashley Judd <gasps> oh no Judd. it's not what I thought it was <sighs> I've not heard of that and like it's not it's not very good <laughs> it's really Jack's it's like, like a mid 2000s <laughs> yeah it's like a mid 2000s rom-com but I was just like man I'm so starved <laughs> for what I got and like yeah the wrong Missy fits into that. Like I shouldn't have I to wonder... get enjoyment from watching the wrong Missy. I wonder if there's but any I do. Um, rom-coms coming out this year. That anything that you've you're anticipating? I'm just like jumping to mind. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking them up now. I'm trying to look, and like, I I'm seeing Seven Days at um, London Film Festival, which is like a pandemic comedy. Okay. That I think it's Geraldine Viswanathan and Karen Sony, which could be fun. I don't think it's going to be that romantic, though, because it's probably going to focus a bit more on like dating life in lockdown. Mm. Um, Have you seen the She's like, All That remake? 
<laughs> I can't. Which looks terrible. <laughs> Like uh, according to like like uh, I've just googled upcoming rom coms and it's like the best rom coms of 2021 so far. In the Heights is on the list. In the Heights is not oh, a romantic stop comedy. It. It's mm. very good, but it's not a romantic comedy. Uh, Locked Down, that Shuatel Ejiofor and Anne Hathaway uh, yeah. lockdown movie. Like there's there's not really. I know legally blonde free is happening. That's that's kind of like sure, yeah. the point. Except that's not going to focus on the romance anymore because these films don't. There's there's, a, there's almost a, it's going <laughs> to. I do kind of want to watch Cinderella, mm. mostly because it's from the director of Blockers, and I loved Blockers. Is it? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Maybe I will watch it. <laughs> like someone's listed Barb and Star as a rom. I think I'm on the same Star list. Not a rom com. <laughs> So Bob and Star the French is... Dispatch. <laughs> Bob and Star is a great movie. West Side Story is not going to be a rom-com, guys. Oh it's going to be romantic, but uh, there ain't a lot of laughs. <laughs> um, something called Love Hard. <laughs> uh, an untitled Alicia Keys rom-com. I guess he had To All the Boys 3 earlier this year. Yeah. And Kissing Booth 3. Just... Yeah, Kissing Booth 3. Sorry, you're going to have to channel all your energy into that fran- those franchises, Jack. I will say, like, as well, like, I, I prefer, like, a, a, a grown-up rom-com. Mm. Like, teens are fine, but I like, I like you know, awkward office interaction. You want Hitch. I want, I want like, a, uh, a girl who thinks she wants to be with a guy, but he's the wrong guy. And, the wrong uh, Missy. And the other guy. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> You want the wrong I just Missy. want I want the wrong Missy, but good. Oh, that's what we all want. <laughs> and I and as I said at the beginning, I think there's like potential in the premise of the wrong yeah. Missy. It's not a bad idea for a movie. It's just not executed so, as well as I would want yeah, it to be. I'm gonna use, like so many of these movies. I'm gonna use some uh, some. I think it's some commentary that's in FIFA. That's always really stuck with me. Which 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 year? I don't remember. It must have been. This must be like fourteen years ago now. It must be like FIFA two thousand seven or something. That kind of time. And it's just a guy. If you miss the if you miss the shot, he'll go. Nice idea. Shame about the execution. <laughs> and I think about that all the time. And I think about that in terms of this film. Yeah. Josh, I just realised something we haven't mentioned about this movie. It's got Roman Reigns in it. It's got Jonathan Loughran in it. It has got Jonathan Loughran in it, doing his uh, eye again. Jackie Sandler's <laughs> husband. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's, it's, his entire career now is just doing that eye thing. Yeah. <laughs> if you've if you got could, it, flown it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you could, and you're getting paid for it, and you're like, oh, I only have to be on set for like three days, and the rest of the time I can hang out in Hawaii, and all I have to do is go... Ugh. And have my eye go weird. Fucking yeah, I'll do it. But don't you think it's weird that like um like um, he's only in these movies, hmm. these Happy Madison movies, and the people who watch them are people who watch Happy Madison movies. So they'll have seen this joke over and over. <laughs> like, like of course, the other movie he's in is Kill Bill. <laughs> but that's you know, Jack. That's what they call what like a what do they call it? Like a 
like a director's calling yeah, card. <laughs> you know, it's like when that's true. It's <laughs> the only it's the only run through in these Happy Madison movies. It's, it's, it's Jonathan Lofton. There's nothing else that shows up over and over again and gets more boring. <laughs> as it goes yeah, I'm glad we're on the same page. I like the idea that if uh, when because Jonathan Lofton was in Kill Bill Vol One, Kill Bill Vol Two, and Death Proof. I wonder if that was like Quentin Tarantino trying to get close to Adam Sandler to get him in uh, Inglorious Bastards. Oh my god! And then worked out. <laughs> oh yeah, fuck. That's so true because he was meant to be the bad Jew, right? He was meant to be the bad Jew. Still love Eli Roth in that, but mm. it's going to be a bigger role until yeah. uh, Sandler turned it down. <sighs> well, well, they could have been. I want. I want the old. There's still time. I still think Tarantino could cast Sandler in something. Yeah, I reckon. Be fun. Ah, well, Daisy, thank you so much for joining thank us you. to chat your your most watched film <laughs> in recent years. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Not even going to deny it. Fine. <laughs> oh, you, you love it. Um, uh, uh, is there anything you would like to plug? Well, if you haven't listened to the podcast, we haven't uh, done any new episodes of late, but there are plenty to catch up on. As the guy said, it is looking at bottom um, 100 on IMDb. Uh, it's called W Rated. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RatedPod. And we're on Letterboxd as well, W Rated. So basically, we're just watching them all and having a laugh and critiquing them and seeing if they should be as badly rated as they are. So you guys don't have to. We're putting ourselves through the torture to save you guys the trouble. So, what what's what's the one you're looking forward to most now? Oh, I don't think looking forward to is is the right phrase. <laughs> um, I'm there's on... loads of good movies on that list. I know what one I'm, I'm looking forward to. I know what one I'm. I know a few that I'm looking forward to. To be honest, I'm to, to watch along with you. It's 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 been a while, so I'm actually drawing a blank about what's on the list now because we've we've been away for a little while. Uh, what are the ones that you guys looking forward to? Cats. Oh, see, yeah, I've already seen Cats, so that's another one I'm going to have to watch, watch <laughs> twice. So I'm on um, three watches I'm excited now. for Claire to watch Cats because she hasn't mm. seen it. So I'm excited for you guys to do Super Mario Bros. because <laughs> that's, that's, that's a movie I love. Mm-hmm. Um, Blu-ray is sitting behind me somewhere. Um... Dumb and Dumberer, yeah, classic. Um, Dumb and Dumberer is better than Dumb and Dumber Two. There you go. Okay, okay. hot take. You heard it here first. <laughs> I can't um, believe Spice World is there. It's right, and Spice World is the other one. I'm actually Spice really looking one. forward to revisiting Spice World. I don't think it should be mm. anywhere near this list. Um, but we shall not. see if it holds up because I haven't watched it you in a should, long time. You <laughs> should double bill Spice World and A Hard Day's Night and ask the question that if Spice World is on the bottom 100, <laughs> why is A Hard Day's Night not? Right. I'll tell you why. Sexism. Yeah. And also fucking Richard Curtis. Well, why do, yeah. I don't know what like like. <laughs> Richard Curtis doesn't have any other films on the bottom 100. No, but I just blame him and his generation and his sort of vibe of like holding the, the Beatles up as like this pinnacle. Like yesterday, you know, like what if what if the Beatles didn't exist? Like who gives a fuck? <laughs> I love the Beatles. Yeah, fine. I love the Beatles. 
I and I love a hard day's night, but I also love Spice World. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so I'm. Just I'll make like... sure I pop that on our notes to definitely bring into the discussion. <laughs> and I and mean it's, it. It's a hundred percent. You look at Spice World, and you're just like that is just this generation's a hard day's night. But for some reason, a hard day's night is celebrated. Well, no, for a reason, it's really good. It's really fucking funny. But so is Spice World. So well, I guess it's like again, then people are idiots. Like you know, they're they're only like twenty years out from like, oh, there's a train coming towards me on a film screen. <laughs> Do you know, like they have no I, idea I think what they're about sixty. No, <laughs> it's only been like five years. It's only like five years, and they're like, oh my god, there's picture and audio at the same time. Like anything is going to win best picture at that time. Like anything is going to be the best film. <laughs> Whereas by Spice World, there's been at least fifteen films. <laughs> You know, <laughs> like there's been at least fifteen, so people uh, are more discerning her. at that point. Everything was on the bottom one hundred. Yeah, <laughs> I've come to Spice World. I'm a real big film fan. I've seen all fifteen of them, and now <laughs> I've seen all <laughs> And it's all really dipped in quality films. from the first fifteen yeah. films that existed in the world. I've seen. Citizen Kane. I've seen. I've seen the one where the train comes out of the screen. I've seen the train. <laughs> the one with the with the moon. I've seen the one, I've seen I've the seen one the with moon. the moon. I've seen the one with the, the gardener. Seen the, seen, seen the apartment. Yeah. Seen the factory doors open. Yeah. <laughs> the horse. And now I go out and see Spice. Oh, the, the horse. Yeah. Just... Do you remember that horse? Do you remember that one? It was galloping. Hitler? Seen Birth of a Nation. I've seen Birth of a Nation. Oh. I've seen the one about. Birth of a Nation Triumph. was wasn't Birth, my favourite. Seen Birth of a Nation. I've seen Triumph of the Will, and now it's time for a Hard Day's Night World. for Spice World. Yeah, Hard Day's Night was in the middle of this. How is it? About, you know, honestly, about as good as Spice World. Can we just appreciate that? Well, not appreciate because I don't want to appreci- have appreciate and the birth of the birth of the nation in the same sentence. But the <laughs> fact that that film and Spice World are both of the same medium and can be criticized, like looked yeah. at through the same lens of I'm going to watch lens. this film and critique it. Like what? <laughs> My brain's exploding. And they're only ten oh, years right. apart. There's only two films between them. Yeah. <laughs> I like the last week Charlie guested and uh, I compared um, Murder Mystery to the remake of Aladdin and she's like, oh, I don't know if uh, if I'd compare like these two movies. And I was like, I've seen them both, therefore I can compare them. <laughs> 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 like, like, that's it. Have you that's seen Birth of a Nation? <laughs> I have seen Birth of I had to watch Birth of a Nation at uni. Mm. It's not my fave. <laughs> Doesn't seem like it would be good. Not my fave. Not uh, not my fave. No. Slightly less racist than some of the movies we've covered. Yeah. Um... Oh dear. Oh, good stuff. <laughs> not Birth of a Nation. Just, <laughs> just to reiterate. Just just to reiterate. <sighs> well, well, gosh, how can people find you? Oh, people! If they want to find me, they can. At P-A-P-S-B-Y, at P-A-P-S-B-Y, that's at Papsby. It rhymes with growing pains. And you can find me on Twitter. How many episodes of that? Uh, I, I'm not even on the page anymore, I don't remember. It was like seven. Um, yeah, and that's on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. How about you, Jack Gregson? 
You can find me under the the handle of uh, of JFG in Digital 3D Ooh. across uh, several um, several platforms, yeah. such as a Generator, yes, uh, a Listicle, Partoon, Trivial. And of course, I'm always making a making a splash over at State Block. Good stuff. <laughs> Good, catch catch Jack on all of those platforms. And if you wanna if you wanna follow us, the podcast that you are currently listening to, you can at True Hat Mad. That's on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can also send us an email, truehatmad at gmail dot com. I'll check if we've had any emails. And wherever you're listening. If you can leave us a rating and a, a and a review, we've had a new review this week. We've had a new review. Would you like me to read out our review? Oh yeah, go on. So this is from the Pepperoni Prince, which sounds like a it could be like a Sandler movie from uh, <laughs> from like nineteen ninety six. Yeah, or a really good regrettable promotional campaign for like <laughs> Mackies. <laughs> Or like Burger King serving serving pizza. Yes. (laughs) He's like, I'm the Burger King and this is the Pepperoni (laughs) Prince. Yeah. (laughs) I love that a lot. Uh, This is from the Pepperoni Prince. Uh, It's a five star review. Five stars. We'd even read it if it was one star. We would. Criticize the review. (laughs) (laughs) The review says, a wonderful show that shines a light on some films that deserve it. And plenty that don't in a fun and funny podcast with a host of great guests. That's you, Daisy. Hey. Ooh, we don't, we don't know it yet. <laughs> Possibly the biggest <laughs> takeaways from this show is that Alan Cover is the devil. Yeah. Jack. Jackie Sandler is Lady Macbeth. Check. Yeah. And Peter Dante is hot stuff. Fucking check, check, check. <laughs> It's a shame Peter Dante wasn't in this. One. I was thinking that actually. I forgot to write it down as a note, but I was like, like when Jonathan Loughran showed up, I was like, where is Dante? Like this is his. Just pop him there with his shirt off. That's all I need. Sorry, well, thank you, Pepperoni Prince. Thanks, buddy. For bringing us joy, and uh, you know what? I give that review five stars. Yeah, that's something I should have mentioned earlier. Five stars, if, when you're rating us, five stars is good. Six stars is better. Seven, eight, nine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that brings us to the end of the program. Daisy, once again, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's been so much fun. Thank you for watching this movie twice. Twice. <laughs> oh, it was all my pleasure. Uh, three hours you've watched this in your life. Oh, <laughs> that's not too bad. Yeah, it's not it's like old. I saw The Hobbit twice in one one week once. That's Jesus Christ! And that's yeah. like that's forty eight frames for each second. One of those show what showings was definitely in forty eight frames per second. Uh, Remember the thing they tried to introduce? <laughs> mm. Hey. Hey, you could have gone seen Gemini Man in 60 frames per second. No. What? Don't want it. I, I kind of wish I did. Yeah. Um, I, I adore yes. motion sickness. <laughs> uh, 
we'll be back next week. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, <laughs> oh, Sam, man, that's too much. <laughs> Fuck, I forgot about that. <laughs> Bye. Bye.